There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy Dees, sports director at the Tennessean, and I am joined by my colleagues... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. Uh, Gentry Estes, sports columnist for the Tennessean. And we all work at the Tennessean. Surprise, surprise. We're talking Titans, but we're doing the NFL Picks podcast where we pick every single NFL game, not very well, against the line. But we get the lines from betmgm.com. We're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. So if you hear a line here and it's not what you're seeing, it's probably because that line changed. Eric went five and nine last week and is sixty nine, sixty five and one on the season. I'm I'm the leader in a clubhouse for one week. I went six and eight, and if I, that's boy, it's, I'm bragging about going six and eight. <laughs> so I'm fifty six, seventy six and one on the year, just slightly under under five hundred, and I think I'm out of the playoff race, quite frankly. Gentry also went five and nine and is now fifty seven and forty five and the runaway leader in the clubhouse uh, by percentage. I'm four and five on our pick of the week offerings, Eric. You're four and five, and Gentry, the one place you're not doing well is those. You're two and five. Gentry started a little later in the season with us. And uh, the pick of the week is we look at all of these lines and then pick one game that, that we would bet, like if you could only bet one game. We're all losing money right now. We're all losing a lot of money. If we were betting on our own games, I would probably be – I don't know. I'd be sleeping somewhere outdoors. <laughs> yeah, well, so this this podcast has some practical value to our listeners. Just go with whoever – Go the other way. The if other we way. all agree on one, you can pretty much bet that's the wrong way to bet. Yeah. I mean, no, speak for yourself. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, if I've we're all – money, 12, 12 games over. Yeah, I'm just saying, but when we have all agreed on games, I the, think The we, picks of the week, you're right. Yeah, that one mm-hmm. – yeah, that, that hasn't been kind to us at all. Nope. So um, so that's how that's gone. So we'll take a look at this week's games, week 10 in the NFL. And we start on a Thursday night game, the Chargers minus one and a half at the Raiders. And boy, the Chargers went from god-awful to just fairly good last week. Maybe not good to great, but they're they're playing better. Boy, don't uh, drop that good to great around here. <laughs> yeah, Melvin Gordon looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's an important development for them. That's the have, Chargers I thought I'd be seeing this year. Yeah, quite and, and they still have Austin Eckler. That was that was a big win for them against the Packers. I think they took a lot of people by surprise in that one. So, you know, the Raiders are, are having a good year. They're I think they're also have, have surprised some people and. They're a stingy team, but I don't know. I think that the Chargers are, are starting to come on, and I think they win this game. I'll, um, I'm going to go along with the Chargers here, but I will say, um, you know, if you're looking for Coach of the Year nominees at this point, John Gruden's done a good job. I know everybody wants to wants to laugh at John Gruden. He's a bit of a cartoon, cartoonish figure, but they beat the Lions. Yeah, why last two week. banana this? And yeah, one of the reasons I'm two and five on my picks of the week is <laughs> I've twice gone against the Raiders in games they ended up winning. Um, so I'm going against the Raiders here again, too, uh, because the Chargers have been, with Phillip Rivers, have been a bad matchup for the Raiders now for quite a while. Yes, he's kind of on them. They've uh, The Raiders are banged up defensively. They've been banged up defensively, and, and at some point I feel like that's going to cost them a game where the, the, the team starts scoring and just gets away from them. Thursday night could be that, but I don't know. The Raiders have surprised me every week, seems like. Yeah, you know, there's a thousand kinds of things you look at when you look at these games and trying to pick against the line, and one of them is I hate London games and I hate Thursday night games because mm. they just tend to not always go how you might think. Right. And I don't know if that's why, but I'm going with the Raiders here. I like the home. I like getting points at home, and I'm also looking at the body of work of the Chargers is not overly impressive enough for me to think that 
they are what we thought they were in the beginning, which is what they looked like last week. The Chargers, mm-hmm. to me, seem like a team that could get hot here at the end and make for a sure. run for the playoffs kind of out of nowhere. They got, and, some, they got a quarterback. And it could come down to that fumble on the goal line in Nashville. It really could for it them. It could. And, and we all thought this was – you know, if not a Super Bowl caliber contender, you know, certainly playoff, a, a playoff team. And, and, you know, they disappointed early, but they, they seem to be getting it together now. Okay, we move along to Sunday. Um, the Ravens are given nine and a half points at the Bengals. The Ravens are soaring and the Bengals are not. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I know they're on the road, but this line wasn't maybe a little bit bigger, to be honest. Yeah, and that's how I felt. We all went with the Ravens, so I'll just uh, leave it at that and we'll move along. Because we got a lot of games to get through here. We got the Bills at the Browns. Who can figure out the Browns? Browns are giving two and a half points at home, which looks kind of funny, but I'm giving the two and a half points. I still think there's talent there. I still think they can do some things. And the Bills, I think, have kind of uh, begun to settle into what, what we kind of maybe what they really are. They're still good, still have a good defense. I was a little surprised by this line as well. Um, you know, I, I just. I think we all kind of knew that if things went south for the Browns, they're a team just with all those personalities, it would, it would go really south. And I think, you know, to some degree that the wheels have come off a bit. And, um, you know, I, I still – the Bills right now are a playoff team, uh, and they're playing well. Expectations are one of the most dangerous things ever for a coach. And if we're talking about the, the flip side of the John Gruden discussion is the coach who's probably the most likely to, to not Kitchens. make it the next few weeks, and Freddie Kitchens is pretty high on that list. And it's, it's a difference. It's kind of funny because he's the guy who came and turned them around last year when they didn't have all this right. talent and personality. It's expectations, mm-hmm. it is. And everybody expected so much more of this team. And when you watch them play, they're just not getting it done. And, and I, the Bills are the kind of team that, very meat and potatoes, very basic, good defense. They're not going to do anything complicated, but they can beat a team like the Browns. It can't stay out of its own way, much like the Titans beat the Browns. All right, Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, my. Well, no Tigers here, but we got the Lions at the Bears. Boy, that just screams Thanksgiving, doesn't it? Uh, it does. Except that it's on Lions on the road, excuse me. But uh, Bears are given two and a half points. The Bears' offense. What was it, Gentry, that we were just – Marveling over at halftime. Oh, man. Yeah, we were we were following. <laughs> Did they have stats. a first down at halftime? I don't know. They had it was something like negative two yards for most of the first. I mean, it was it was a, a real was photo it, finish if they were going to have positive it was yards. Impressive in the, first half. the ineptitude after of the, the week before when they gotten back to the running game and done really well. Yeah. So we all picked the Lions because we saw that, and the Lions are a really good football team that can't win a lot of games for some reason, but it seems to be in all of them, and yet they also seem to fall short of covering sometimes. A, that was a bad loss against the Raiders for that. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised by that, yeah. and I, that was one they sh- they could have gotten. One team that I would never this year bet any any real money on is the Lions, just because from week to week they're you know they've they've shown to be a competitive and, and pretty decent team. But I would they're, say they're the one I in. haven't figured out. If there, there's a team I can't seem to face. Yeah. The Lions yeah. every week. I'm I'm like that with the Eagles. I think they're on a bye. God, I hope they're on a bye. <laughs> um, that would help me greatly. But, uh, yeah, we all went with the Lions. We'll take the two-and-a-half points. Another two-and-a-half point uh, line. Boy, they really love that one. Giants, I, I won't say resurgent, but uh, at least they, they stepped into recovery maybe last week or two. Was it one or two? I can't remember. They're giving two-and-a-half points at the Jets. That, that will garner a large television audience because it's New York versus New York. Right. and. Those people will be suffering. I think they're calling it the uh, the toilet bowl mm-hmm. in New York. Giants have a lot of weapons when they're healthy, and they're starting to get healthy. With Saquon Barkley out there, if they've, if Ev- if Evan Ingram's right at tight end, 
Their receiving core with Golden Tate back from suspension has been a lot better. They're a team that's ascending, whereas the Jets just lost to the Dolphins. And I think I think we we kind of just spoke about earlier coaches on the hot seat. You know, Freddie Kitchens, Kitchens among them. I think Adam Gase might even be higher on that list for just how how things have gone in his first season with the Jets. I never understood that higher. From I never understood the Jets firing coaches for not winning because I mean, isn't that what the Jets <laughs> what do? do? You know, are you really going to find somebody who's going to win? Come on, mm-hmm. Rex Ryan, yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we all we all surprised picked the Giants, who who do look like the better football team here. We're going to skip past the Titans game and come back to that since we are talking Titans. Make you wait for the the home team there. Cardinals at the Buccaneers, another one that boy just I don't know how to pick this game. Um, Tampa is a little better than you think they are and a lot worse than you think they are, depending on which week. And they are a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And for that reason, I took the Cardinals. Anybody? Why did, why did you take the Cardinals? We all took the Cardinals. Right. Well, I mean, I, first of all, I think that line is is kind of big. I mean, this is the Bucks. They're a team that from week to week hasn't been consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, Jameis Winston turns the ball over way too much. And I think the Cardinals, you know, with, with Kyler Murray, that there's some promising things going on that offense and I was looking at their schedule recently and, and you know they've they've had a tough sort of road here you know throughout the year the past couple of weeks they've played the 49ers which last week that that was a Thursday night game but they lost by three against the only undefeated team left in the NFL before they, that they played the Saints and before that they won three straight games against teams that they should have beaten the Giants Falcons and Bengals so uh, I, you know I think that the Cardinals for you know how much of a mess they were or how much of a mess we thought they were at the beginning of the year starting to come along here so I, I actually really liked them in this game I like all the players in this game from a fantasy football perspective. yeah exactly. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored yeah, the under over will be an over whatever yeah. that is well and then five yeah five and a half points is a lot for a game that I kind of see as a coin flip so that's that's why I went with the mm-hmm. Cardinals all right, moving along. Uh, the Falcons at the Saints, kind of a rivalry game there. The Saints are an 11-and-a-half-point home favorite, and I don't know why, but I went with the Falcons. One, Matt Ryan, I think, is expected to play and be okay, and I still think that roster's pretty good, and that, that the number's just really high there. And the Saints have not been just lighting it up um, with or without Drew Brees this year. I mean, they've scored some points, but I don't. I don't think of them as being explosive as they have, as they once were. You're laughing, but I, I think the Falcons are going to cover here. Maybe back door, but they're going to cover. Well, I think something to consider is that the Saints have a have a pretty darn good defense this year too. Breeze is back, and uh, I like them at home. Whatever the point total was, I think I was going to take them against the Falcons. Falcons can't stop the Saints. They're going to score all kinds of points in that game in New Orleans. All right. Well, there you heard. Um, Dolphins at Colts, another big number, nine and a half points. You don't see a lot of Colts lines this year. We'll give a nine and a half, but the Dolphins are the Dolphins. And they've actually played fairly more competitive than they were earlier in the year football lately. Right, when it looked like they were. When it looked like they were just going to. Blatantly get, tanking. Going to lose about 30 every week. They've started, you know, making some some competitive games, but we all took the Colts. Why did you do that? Well, I, I think uh, Jacoby Brissett will play in this one. I, I think it's Wednesday, and as as of now, I think he, he was practicing today on a limited basis, which bodes well for his his return. And if, if he's playing, I mean, you know, I think the Colts are st- still a pretty good team. I, I don't think the line is really that dissuading. Nine and a half. And the the Dolphins did uh, lose Preston Williams, receiver. He's out yeah. for the year, and and. 
you know, I know Preston Williams wouldn't be one of the better players on a lot of teams, but he was one of the better players on that team. A really promising rookie who had a lot to play for. And that's really what you're looking at with the Dolphins right now, who has a lot to play for still on that team. So I think that's a big loss for them. Okay, we have the Rams visiting the Steelers. The Rams are a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Steelers have been playing better football. Rams have been playing better football. I still don't think the Rams look like the Super Bowl contender we thought they were, but their defense is still pretty nasty. I still don't think their offense is clicking like like maybe it was last I mean, year. Todd Gurley's not right. I mean, they were right. playing some video games last year. Yeah, Todd, Todd Gurley, that's the still an issue, still... And, and it's really slowed them down. Also, their receivers, I think their receivers have kind of been banged up here and there. Yeah, like Cooper Cup one. It seems like a different guy every week. Brandon Cooks has done yeah. some stuff. So I took the Rams, but I'm not real confident in that pick. I took the Steelers. I, I do like what they've been doing in recent weeks. You know, three straight wins. Before that, they lost by three points to the Ravens. I think they've kind of come on late. They've rallied, finding some, you know, some cohesion with, with Mason Rudolph. And at home, if you're going to give them – you know, some points, I like them. I, I went with the Rams. I, I don't absolutely love that pick, but I think that I think they they just have a lot better players than the Steelers. And Steelers have, have overperformed a little bit here, and, and I credit to them for doing that, but it makes you think about a game like this, whereas I think, you know, a month, month and a half ago, you would have just easily picked the Rams in this game. Yeah, you wonder if the Steelers are going to put together, I'm not, not a Super Bowl team, but a a team that can still be in the mix a little I bit think because they, could. they they've got some pieces there. Right. Interesting game to me. The Panthers at the Packers. Green Bay's given four and a half. And I took the Panthers because quite frankly, I hadn't seen anything I like about the Packers. Except their wins. Except the results. Yeah. Right? I mean, they but that, that's, that if it Until was this last two week, and a half, I probably would have gone the other way. They but. really had a thud this last weekend. Yeah. And and you would kind of felt like that was due because of what you're saying. They've kind of failed the eye test when you see them. Right. Whereas, they had one week where they ran the ball real well. They're tough at home though. And I it'd probably be chilly up there. The the Panthers Despite what they were able to do, the Titans last week are not the same team without Cam Newton, and I, I just feel like the Packers are, are better, especially at home. Yeah, I agree. I, pretty I, good defensively too against. Although McCaffrey I, I, this was one that I nobody really, good defensively against McCaffrey. He's a monster. He's he's a beast. I think he's the best player in the NFL, quite frankly. Yeah, I think he, he certainly has a strong case. This was one where I had a lot of trouble. I went back and forth, but I think the Packers at home are tough. Okay. All right, the Viking, and I would probably, if I could just, you know, as bad as that team is, hard as that team is to watch, if I could just watch one guy every week, I think it would be Christian McCaffrey. Agreed. He, he, he can do it all. Averaging like five and a half yards a carry. He's just, he's fun to watch. Yeah, there was a game a couple of years ago where I think he ended up with like three or four carries, and you would think, well, they just shut. No, he had like something like 17 receptions in that game. Yeah, he could, he could burn you a lot of different ways. I tweeted this during the game, but as often as he touches the ball, he never seems to take a hard hit. No, he doesn't. Well, that's it, why he could get as many touches as he Alvin does. Alvin Kamara so is the same way. The two mm-hmm. of them, when you watch them Can't play, get a beat they, on they, them. They, yeah, they never seem to take a hard shot. All right, moving on. Vikings at Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys giving three points at home. Uh, boy, they sure like them on those Sunday-Monday games, don't they? It's like they're, they're America's team or something. Some people think they, they have played a primetime game almost every. I mean, they, seems they, like yeah. every week. I don't know if they played a Thursday, but if they do, it'll be in prime time. Anyway, I like the Cowboys as do we all. I thought about this one. I mean, this, I did is, too. this is a tough one. The Vikings have been tough to figure. They, I've kind of gone with the idea of I like Minnesota at home, but not on the road. So I'm going to stick with that here. And mm. if you look, the Cowboys have have played pretty good football here most of the year. They had that one. Sli- they they had the slip up against the Jets, and I think right. that that shaded everyone's opinion a little bit Mm -hmm. 
Um, but if you see week after week after week, they have a very good defense. They have a very capable offense. They're they're a good team, and, and a, it'd be very tough for Minnesota to go on the road and beat them. All right, we go to Monday night, and the Seahawks are at the 49ers, who just keep rolling along, and they're given six and a half points. Go ahead, Gentry. Explain your pick. Well, I, I Seahawks, and and look, I'm doubling down on this. I'm locking this up. This, this is the, the pick of the week for me. Spoiler. Which I, I pointed out when I first saw it, I was a little bit surprised. But yeah, it's like the, kudos I, for being a little I, gutsy. I ain't playing no games. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> the Forty ers are due a game where it. I doesn't. think some of that is just sooner or later they're going to lose, and you want to be there when they do. But <laughs> right, you want to. But, be I, but I picked against them a few times. I gave up picking against them about three weeks ago because yeah. I want to be there when they win. I, sure. I I hear that, and and I've said that I was going to give up picking against them. But Seahawks are good, y'all. So Seahawks are a very good team, and six right. and a half points is a lot against a team that has overperformed all season and has a very explosive offense and the ability to. Look, if, if there's any player you talk about, you, Christian McCaffrey, the one you most want to watch. I think Russell Wilson's on that list too, um, especially right. in the Absolutely. fourth quarter with a game on the line. Yep. That guy is the most unstoppable player when it mat- in clutch situations, probably right now in the game. And if this thing gets close, the Seahawks six and a half points is a lot. I'm not going to say the Seahawks are going to win this game. Uh, but six and a half points—that's uh, a lock situation for me against a team like Seattle. It is a lot, and you know, I think I think right now Russell Wilson is the the MVP of the league. Twenty-two touchdowns to, to one interception. That being said, this will be the best defense he faces all year, and, and I went with the Forty ers Okay, and I went with the Forty ers also. Our picks of the week, since you mentioned it, Gentry, you got the Seahawks plus six and a half at the Niners. I've got the Rams minus three and a half at the Steelers. And Eric, you've got the Cardinals plus five and a half at the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So that leaves us with one game, and this game has no line. And even if it was zero, I just, you know, I, I think we we all picked the Chiefs over the Titans in Nissan Stadium. And, I, you know, the, the reason there's no line is because we don't know about Patrick Mahomes at the time that we're right. speaking. Um, but I, I think right now it's just hard to put any confidence in the Titans. I, I, assuming Mahomes does play, and, and as we sit here on Wednesday afternoon, we don't know, and that's why there's no line. Um, but to me, it does look like he probably will. Yeah, he's been it, practicing it now like for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You would think. You know, Andy Reid made the comment today: if he's ready, we're not going to hold him back. You right. know, so I, assuming he does play, Chiefs are a good team. Titans defense has done well this year, but they have not faced an offense this good. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough, and I think either way, Mahomes or no Mahomes, it's it's going to be a challenge. But it does look like he's going to play, and if that's the case, I think I think it could be you know double digit win for the Chiefs. All right, well, that, we made everyone wait for that. Yes, yeah. that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already, and remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Backrack. Gentry Estes, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back doing this again next week. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.